Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. first time doing this. I'm doing this solo because my um, normal co- co-ho- co-host, the uh, wonderful M. Emmeline Mousseau, is uh, out of town. So I thought I would create this show purely just to uh, give a few thoughts, maybe my little journey through atheism and whatnot, and uh, you can hear me ramble on a little bit if you want to. Um I plan to kind of keep this a little, you know, a little upbeat, but it may get a little serious here and there and whatnot, man. But uh, don't uh, never fret, you know, Mario, Ultra Evil. I don't even know if I'm going to keep using that name, but, hey, uh, you know, I got to go by something. Yeah, Facebook won't let me change my name again, so uh, I'll deal with that later on. But either way it goes, you're going to get a chance to hear me give my considered opinion about atheism, especially my role in it, I guess, uh, and what it's been like for me coming up in into this, you know. Um, and uh, hopefully my voice will suffice in place of the wonderful voice of my co-host. So uh, uh, to get started, and once again, um, I'm going to tell you that uh, uh, the intro music is from Spartacus, and I love that show, so I just use it just to goof off and see what will happen. So if you want to skip that part, you can. But you should. All right. So uh, I guess I'll start off with a few years ago. Uh, years ago, I, I'm, I'm going to go back to my early 20s. You know, I'm, I'm living in Conyers, Georgia, and um, I, I grew up in a, in, um, in a religious family. 
Uh, my grandmother started off Baptist, but she soon became Joe's witness. And so uh, she tried to get us into it and whatnot. And uh, as, a, as a young kid, you don't really know. I mean, you're just you're thinking about uh, doing what they tell you and whatnot. And so, uh, you, you know, I'm going through the motions of dealing with that. And um, and I guess it's before my 20s, but, you know, but, yeah. Hey. But, you know, I'm going through the motions with that. You know, I'm do, doing doing what I'm told I'm supposed to do. I'm reading, reading the books, reading the Bible. I remember the book called My Book of Bible Stories and had illustrations in it. Um, and we used to, she used to read this, this every night. And we liked to hear it. I, you know, it was nice to hear a bedtime story. But at the same time, I remember when we got to certain issues like uh, the flood and the illustration, and this is a children's book which showed people kind of suffering as they're dry, drowning in a major ocean while there's a boat right in the background. From what I'm understanding, there are only like maybe eight people on the boat or whatever. It actually looked like a floating brick or whatever. I don't know. So I remember that. I think that was the first time I started thinking, um, maybe there's something not right here, man. You know what I'm saying? And so, I, you know, I, I was guilted, you know, a lot of times, you know, guilted into as you trying to do this and try into trying to go to the, the Kingdom Hall as Joe's witness and whatnot. Not necessarily by my grandma, but by my own feeling that this is something this is what I should be doing. This is what I, I should this is where I should be at. This is the only way to be a good person, to be to grow into a good adult is to go to go to um these services and learn from these adults and Learn your position in life and what God's position is for you and what His plan is for you, and follow that to a T. The more I got away from um, uh, um, um, home life, I guess, the more I got into my old, my um, like later teens and in my early twenties, the more I pulled away from that. You see, I grew up. I didn't. Have, I was kind of a social misfit, you know, in high middle school and high school. You know, growing up poor, you know, not being able to afford clothes and stuff like that, I really had incredibly low self-esteem. So there was really no no group for me to identify with. So I didn't have any really big influences. So as I'm getting older, the more I began to learn that I don't need those influences, I don't need those groups and whatnot, and I kept mostly to myself. I didn't really club. I didn't really hang out or anything. So not being so much of a follower, I guess, being more of a loner, I began to pull away from the ideas of religion because there was so much of it that I just, I did not like. For one thing, church was boring as shit. I could not imagine sitting in a place for at minimum two hours, listening to somebody tell you something that you could read in the book if you chose to, but because he wants to hype it up and be overly theatrical about it, you know, people think that, yeah, hey, he's saying something incredible. He's saying something great and everything. only thing he's doing is giving his interpretation of what somebody told him to read and whatnot. And then on top of that, I just couldn't stand gospel music. Man, God, man, I mean, does a song really need to last 40 damn minutes? Well, anyway, so um, and I I never really had much of a uh, social setting. I never really had many friends to keep me influenced by church or uh, um, the Kingdom Hall or whatnot. So it began to be more like um, this is something that just ain't for me. And I remember going to uh, um, 
a few uh, uh, different places. I, I went to uh, non-denominational um, areas. Um, I even ended up at this one joint where apparently these dudes were, I guess they were Nawabian or whatever, or because for one thing, they gave a vague uh, introduction of what they are and then didn't want to tell me what they were because I had to come back to find out, which made me feel like either you don't know or you really don't want to tell me. Whatever the hell y'all going on, got going over here is it really that secretive. You're not fucking James Bond. So I kept pulling away trying to find something. And finally, I began to realize, you know, um, after trying, I mean, I remember when I got a uh, speeding ticket, and I got a fine for $500. But then the fine was dismissed. I thought that, yay, that was God's favor upon me and stuff like that. But then I began, you know, I began to see a lot. I began to realize that what the hell does that have to do with it? What, what, why am I so important that the, the dismissal of a $500 fine is my idea that God is looking down upon me? Especially when I knew so many people with, you know, it, even in my own neighborhood going through, going through their own shit, you know what I'm saying? I know friends who got killed. I don't know, um, you know, I, on the news, I see all kinds of atrocities and problems and everything. So even in my mid-20s, I'm beginning to realize, like, why would I consider uh, what may have, been a, may have been a lucky break as something that indicates that God has any favor upon me? And I remember being quite uh, uh, taken aback by that, by especially by the idea that, well, maybe there isn't somebody looking down upon me. And I remember, like, when I would date, when I would date, and I would people, I'm not religious. One of the first things they would ask is, "Well, you believe in God, don't you?" And at the time, I guess I was completely full of shit because I would say, "Well, yeah, I just don't know what he is," or understand what we describe him as or something like that. I guess I was some type of pseudo-agnostic. But at the same time, it's like I'm sitting here saying saying this stuff and saying stuff like uh, uh, I just, I think, I believe there's a God that just believe that we can't understand him or it or define him or it. And, you know, now I know that's bullshit. But, you know, but it's it's amazing how you can have all kinds of premarital sex, but the one thing that will stop that is if you say you don't believe in God, which I never got that. And so, um, that, so I guess in some ways I began becoming an atheist a lot earlier than I admitted, you know, because I didn't admit that I was an atheist until to the age of Facebook. And so, you know, I uh, moved on into my early 30s and. Um, I've begun saying I'm just not religious. At the time, I'm not knowing what an atheist is anyway. So in my late 20s or 30s, I'm saying I'm just not religious. Uh, I kind of don't believe in God. I kind of don't believe in Jesus and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I remember my ex's boyfriend, I mean brother, getting shot five times and living. And they're like, it was God's way of telling you something. And I'm sitting there thinking, really? Um could he have written it down or something? I mean, because I don't, I don't know if being shot five times is a proper way to send a message. I'm good grief, man. I mean, just a dream or something, shit. And so, looking like, I mean, he's a full he drugs, and you know, what, the reason he got shot was because some guys down here they didn't like that he was selling more drugs than they were, and so they attempted to shoot him. 
fortunately for him, they can't shoot. So he didn't die. As a matter of fact, he was out of the hospital within a week or two, you know, because they missed everything that was vital and everything. So I guess I don't know if that's a – I don't – at the time, I didn't think that said much about God, so much as said a great deal about this guy's aim. But, you know, at the time, what I know, I can't say this shit. So I, uh, you know, um, after eventually me and my ex split up and everything, and this is like uh, probably about uh, 09 that I'm finally, I'm finding Facebook, and I found a friend of mine who, um, we dated for a little bit, but she became, like, one of my closest friends and stuff, um, told me just to admit that you're an atheist. And at the time, I had considered just saying, yeah, I'm an atheist. It wasn't – I had been used to being kind of an outcast, outcast, so I don't even understand why I, uh, why I bothered not to, to say anything. So finally I just said, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm an atheist. You know, I, just, I said it on Facebook. Um and whatnot, and at the time, I hadn't found any sizable group of people, you know, like myself. Just for the longest time, I thought it was some type of freaky anomaly because I didn't, I didn't believe God. I didn't feel any, any reason to identify with this being. I did, I didn't feel like this being could identify with me. I mean, I'm I have to eat, live, eat to live. I have to go to work to pay bills. I have to go to work to have a place to stay. I have to go to work to eat. I have to go to work to have any sort of life. And then on top of that, I have to pay taxes on whatever I earn. This God cannot know anything about me. He cannot know what it's like to go hungry. It can't know thing about what it's like to look at your check and know full damn well there's no point in you cashing this shit because it's already gone. So why would I ever believe that God could know anything about me? And so that was my thinking at the time, and I'm finding this, I guess, the, having an idea of what I am or what I believe or what I don't believe gave me some type of, uh, 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 I guess, power, maybe a little bit of arrogance or something like that because I would find myself into getting into quite a many um, debates and discussions and whatnot, and the more I, uh, the more I, uh, 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 the more I did that, the more um, I became emboldened by it. You know, the fact that you know I've read this stuff, I've read this stuff, and I've actually have questions about it. I mean, I had I've taken the Bible, and I've taken a notebook, and I've written down stuff, and I'm like, what the fuck, huh? Why did they do this and stuff like that? I'm reading this book, and I'm questioning why, why. For the first time, I'm questioning why is why is this why is this necessary why did this happen you know what I'm saying and it it, it challenged the entire idea I had about the goodness of God or whatever. So when I'm debating with these people and they're completely ignoring these scriptures or they have interpretations for these scriptures, it puts me it may, it just solidified it for me because it's like why wouldn't you think that saying go into this town kill the men and women, the infinite babies, donkeys and cattle, livestock, kill everything in there. I don't want shit alive, that bitch. Why would you think that that is a good being to worship? Why would you think that a being that can arbitrarily decide that a lot of his, a lot of his, a lot of the creations it created 
were no longer necessary for life. I mean, if it can decide your fate on a whim like that, or if it can decide that your life is no longer valuable, therefore you should be eliminated by other people I created, how good is this being? How good can this being ever be? And I, I challenged that idea. I challenged it. I couldn't help myself. I mean, I would get into a debate, and I would feel get like, bring that ass, okay? Bring that ass. And I would be feeling so, I mean, it would feel so good to deliver a, you know, a, uh, 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 a, uh, uh, I guess a blow to, I guess a blow to someone's logic or whatever, or whatever you call it. And then I found my, um, I guess then I found my, uh, um, my, uh, uh, first group, you know, my, it was my, through my, through my friend that I found, uh, someone who uh, later would become the president of another atheist organization. And um, I met uh, I met these people. I, I met uh, Mandisa Thomas and Benjamin Birchall. And, uh, well, I met Mandisa first, and I think I met Benjamin, Benjamin, Benjamin Birchall soon thereafter. And um, they had an idea for, you know, a um, black or atheist organization, uh, or a black, black atheist group on Facebook called Black Nonbelievers, and I got involved in that, um, and it really felt good to, I guess for the first time, I had a group to belong to. And it started off really small. It was a really, really small niche and everything like that. But over over the years, it did grow. It did blossom and everything. And, I, and um, controversies, I guess, helped boost that uh, that whole um, situation and everything, and it went through its trials and its issues and its problems and whatnot. And um, as far as I know, it's still going pretty good today. Even though I'm not, I'm not involved with it anymore. Um, no bad blood or anything like that. It just, you know, you know, I had other things to do and whatnot. So there's no ill will on that part. But at the same time, it was, it felt good to, to have for, for the first time that have to have that kind of social. Uh, uh, network, I guess, because you know, I mean, we would meet up, and hang up, uh, hang out on barbecues and movies and shit like that. I mean, it was cool, you know, it was real cool. It really felt really good. And um, I guess after I, because uh, I finally, you know, I've been changing jobs and whatnot. And so I guess finally, um, when all that was said and done. Um, and I'm more, I'm not in that social network. I'm more on Facebook, and I'm dealing with so many very, various atheists, you know, and becoming more and more entrenched in it. I'm seeing more, so many various people, so many various attitudes, and so many various takes on uh, what is atheism, what is what it's like to be an atheist. I even learned of a term called black atheism, which I completely disagree with because, uh, for me, I didn't see how not believing in some shit would have a color identity. I guess the journey towards atheism, atheism is different. Or guess guess the reason why common atheist is different. But the term black atheist is already black atheism has already always been like a a stick in my craw. And so, um, um, I guess I guess I saw. I guess the rose-colored glasses really fell off, and I began to see that a lot of, a lot of us, 
either still had the residual, the residue of religion, or religion really doesn't change what a person would be uh, or what a person is um, all that much. Because I ran into you know, a misogynist and a sexist and um, <clears throat> racist. You know, I ran into all kinds of people in this whole community. And granted, I do believe that religion would give an asshole an even greater platform to be an asshole, and there are people who will follow this asshole through and through because he is using something that they believe in and has lasted onto their mind so hard, so hard that his being an asshole is a privilege and he's entitled to it. Whereas with an atheist, an, a- an asshole is purely an asshole, miserable prick. And you meet these people in the community, and, you know, you can't, you know, I, I learned to to use that to my advantage because rather than feeling like that uh, this is, um, shit. I felt like, no, this atheism. Being an atheist is bullshit. There are people who are full of shit in the, in the um, community. That doesn't mean that everybody's full of shit. It just it means that everybody has um, the idea that we're so, somehow completely better because we are atheists. Really, just fell from my mind. And, and um, you know, we don't have the influence, the powers of uh, religion. I mean, religion has several hundred, thousands of years worth of uh, history behind it. But at the same time, sometimes I think that some people miss the idea that some people, I guess they're so, they feel so released from religion that they feel like there's a certain sense of entitlement. Like, I don't use the term religion towards myself because I don't, I've learned and I've become to believe that just because you're religious doesn't mean you're an idiot. You know, I come to believe that I don't, I don't believe in the eradication of religion because I believe that everybody should have a choice to believe what they want to believe and any atheist to me who thinks that religion should be eradicated is only trading one problem for another, one one system of control for another. So my thing has always been, yeah, to each his own, do as you want. But, um, you know, there are ways to do this. There's a way to be courteous and respect other people and everything like that. Um, but I guess, I, mean, I guess there's a bit of a hypocrisy with that because I – I also feel like religion does have a harm. It can have a harm. I believe it has good, but also has a great deal of harm, especially when you get people who believe that um, I'm not going to take my son or daughter to the doctor because God's going to heal them, you know, and the kid dies or whatever. And it's, to me, it, I mean, the idea, and I'm going to ramble a little bit, so I'm just going to let you know that the idea that God heals people I mean, there are people who will put on Facebook a picture of some type of malformed child, a very sickly child, um, connected to tubes and machines and everything, saying, if you believe God will heal this child, type amen. And we'll have a thousand amens on that post. Really. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking thoughts about this. One, if your God gave a damn about this child, the child wouldn't be in this position. If God healed this, could heal this child, why has he not before you posted this picture? And if he wanted to heal this child, why is this child connected to machines? 
If God can heal anybody he chose, chooses to at whim, why is there even a health care system? So, you know, you've got people who have made advances in science to the point where they're discovering how to grow body parts and, um, you know, stem cell research and how to uh, – uh, uh, that people are developing um, cybernetics and other – uh, type of uh, electronic that will help people see and hear again, if God is in the business of healing, then these people are unnecessary. You know what I'm saying? You, know, you have, uh, if God will heal you, if you truly believe God will heal you, why do you have health care insurance? Why do you go to the hospital? I mean, I understand that's a dangerous idea because if you believe that God will heal you, you won't go to the hospital, which could be a dangerous thing. But at, but at the same time, it's like, why do you have health insurance? You know what I'm saying? Either God will heal you because he wants to, or he won't because either you haven't kissed his ass enough or I guess in some cases you haven't generated enough likes on you, whatever problem you have on Facebook. Hilarious concept to me. But uh, I guess I guess, you know, the ridiculousness of uh, of a lot of those notions is what keeps me firmly rooted in being an atheist. Um, you know, um, I mean, I can div- I can divorce myself from several things about uh, religion. Like a lot of times, I don't agree with the idea that American atheists should go board this kind of picks at religion. I don't think that really helps anything. Um, but I, I do believe in the promotion that their promotion of that religion is the only way to go, that you don't need God to be good, that you don't need God to be um, an important factor in on this planet, man. I mean, there are so many other avenues to go, man. I mean, you know, um, so you, especially since the, you mean the, the idea of, 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 of women not being able to enjoy sex or appreciate their bodies or appreciate being a woman or have any power or position because religion has always been such a male-dominated um, aspect that um, there aren't very many positive women in, in the Bible as far as I know. Uh, as a matter of fact, this whole shit, according to the Bible, this whole shit is fucked up because of them. You know what I'm saying? And so... Um, I mean, those ideas alone is what kept me kept me away from it, and so um, what kept me um, promoting the idea of not only being an atheist, but uh, freedom not only of religion but from religion. I don't even drink. The reason I can't buy a beer on Sunday shouldn't be because you're a Christian and you and a bunch of cronies thought that it, you know. No one should buy alcohol on Sunday. I believe that's incredibly, it's incredibly arrogant to try to make the world and society to your beliefs. You know, um, so you know, I find myself now in the present day. I'm, I'm much more, I guess, grounded. I guess I'm much more. Uh, I guess I've settled into. Um, my role, I mean, I guess in my uh, uh, my role as an atheist, or and what atheism means to me, you know, or what being an atheist is to me, I guess I, I guess I have a confidence now that I, it took years to gain, or or I have ideas that keeps me from being so um, so adamant about my ideas that I fail to consider or even accept anyone else's ideas. 
Um, and I understand I could be wrong about a lot of things. I don't believe I'm wrong about religion, though. I mean, think about this, man. You know, when somebody says, I mean, someone said on Facebook that um, I don't cherry pick the Bible. I follow everything to a T, and I'm like, okay, yeah, right. Okay, the fact that you're in one denomination of at least, what, 40,000, 45,000, tells me somebody picked cherry picked the shit out. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess, you know, in a lot of ways, I guess I have found myself to be, you know, I have gotten irritated with a lot of things I've seen in religion, you know, and, I mean, in atheism, you know, I'm, I'm in large atheist groups, and you're still seeing people with, you know, these with these attitudes of, well, maybe I'm not not maybe I'm not religious, but I am kind of racist, and I feel entitled to be a racist because the people I'm talking about kind of screwed us over. And I guess yeah, I guess you're entitled to your own opinion, but I'm also seeing you know, like I said, mentioned earlier, the misogyny and whatnot. So I get, I guess you have to learn to deal with and accept the fact that people are going to be people no matter what. And you can't let that affect your decision to stay in, uh, stay as an atheist or leave it. And, you know, I guess you got to do what you do for you, what's best for you. <sighs> so um, I think I've said pretty much most of what I wanted to say, but uh, I did kind of write a little poem some a while back and um, you're going to have to excuse me on this. I'm really not good at reading my own stuff. I have big lips. I stumble over them. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not really good at you know, reading my stuff and everything like that. But hopefully you'll like this. And uh, this will be something to carry the show out with because I want to keep rambling on chewing your ear off. All right. All right. So the title is Immobile. And, um, let me know if you like it. If you don't, <clears throat> I attempted to carry the bur- burden of belief on my shoulders. Got confused in the process. I held my own doubts aloft, attempting to understand, but seeing nothing but mess. The gambit of emotions, the stress, the anger, the disappointment, the shame, the feeling of pressure to suppress human nature, the sadness, the loneliness, the blame. The tales from others of filling the internal, eternal void with Jesus, but I feel the loss of self told to give all of my being to him until there was nothing less left. Lost in the swirl of doubts and questions in the shadow and the miasma of fear, the real realm of confusion stu- stuck in the well, wondering how humans ever got here. I peer past the bars of the prison of religion's making, seeing freedom beyond my grasp, but even though the door is unlocked, it's a chance I'm not taking. I'm shaking in fear as I stay back, not wanting to be the only one with questions in a cell built by religion's hands, nervously watching the clock, the timer, and the drain of the hourglass sands. The door is unlocked. I have but to step forward, go out and claim my life, embrace a mind free of this guilt, false hopes, fables, commandments, scriptures, and divine decree strife. No, the rewards never come without part of me. No, with feet stuck to floor, sitting in this room, thinking of the day of being free. The, re- the rest of my knees cracks from the effort of movement after witnessing nothing of Jehovah in all my years. Squeals and groans from a mind just moving after stagnating. Finally, I engage, I engage my mental gears. Free thought and purpose ignites the internal combustion engine built inside. Inspiration is my fuel. Jolted by a battery of disdain for religion's restrictions, the shame of immobility and on rejection will be cruel. 
led by the fascination of thinking without guilt held in place by reliance on a man who never existed or feel feel like it matters either way as most human suffering was caused because God insisted. Activated, I burst through my prison door. I moved in purpose for the first time without hesitation. You see, now I know, have the power to walk my life with confidence. I even know my destination. So um, I guess that's going to bring me to an end on this this wonderful day and whatnot so I can get to the gym and uh, continue to build my body. And uh, hopefully next episode, maybe Em will be back. And if not, maybe I'll have something else for you. you know, maybe I'll ramble off some of my terrible movie ideas and, and stuff like that that I really like to uh, – you know, I love terrible movies, man. Bad 80s and 90s movies. Come on, man. I mean, I mean, I got to tell you about some of these kung fu movies I love, too. So, anyway, one way or another, you'll be hearing my voice again with or without M, and um, we'll go from there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, hopefully you like this one-off episode. And, uh, uh, you know, if you don't, uh, just let me know that, too. You know, maybe that'll help me do better next time. Who knows? Either way I go, I guess I'm out. Scream for your life. The tingler is loose in this theater. Bullshit! With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.